Hello, everybody. We are back on a hero today. Your host is back, Melly Mel. I'm going to be chopping up a bunch of things. It's been a while, first of all. Thanks. Uh, thanks for hanging around. I've been um, I've been a little busy with uh, with acting and fucking rehearsals and my actual day job. So it's it's been a while. Uh, sorry it took took uh, took this long, but I've watched a lot of things. I've caught up with a lot of things. I have a lot of thoughts. I saw Black Adam. I saw it. I saw Werewolf by Night. If you haven't checked that out on Disney Plus, I finished She-Hulk, finished the series. So I got thoughts everywhere, and I've been also reading a bunch of comics, but I don't know if I'll get that to it. I'll get to it that today. So um, let's just start with Black Adam. Saw the film. I'm going to give you guys a synopsis so you guys can check the timestamps in the description of this podcast. If you don't want to listen to the synopsis, I'm going to spoil the whole entire movie for you motherfuckers that are like, fuck DC. I don't want to watch that movie. Or if you guys are like me and you're like, you know, the, the, the really aggressive part of me where it's like, that's the rock though. It's just the rock with electricity and you don't want to see the film. I'm doing it all for all for you guys. I'm going to spoil the whole fucking thing. Uh. So if you don't want it, you don't want to hear it. Now's the time. Uh, skip, skip, skip it right now. Because I'm about to spoil the film in three, two, one. Okay, so the movie opens and it opens on ancient Kandak, which looks like it looks like Egypt. If you've seen the Prince of the Prince of Egypt, that <laughs> the, the animated film, it looks like that. There is this king and he's enslaved all of Kandak to find this metal, this, this crown. Um, the crown, I believe, is made out of this metal called Eterinium uh, um, or some shit like that. It doesn't matter. Anyway, he, he's enslaved everyone to find this metal to complete the missing piece of this crown. And this crown summons this super dangerous devil demon named Sabak. So Sabak also gives you like, crazy powers so this this ruler of conduct he wants this crown so one day some old dude finds a piece of the metal and um uh he's this same old dude he has this talk with this young slave these are both slaves okay they're both slaves so this old slave finds a piece of the metal and is talking to this young boy slave named harut and he's like yeah i got the metal and the kid is basically saying some bullshit about you know, we're going to be free one day. Anyway, um, they give the medal over and the guard kills that old man and takes the medal and gives it to the ruler. So now the ruler, he can become Sabak. As this is going down, that same kid named Harut, he starts to he attempts an uprising among all of the slaves, uh, a revolt against the king. And, and he does this, by the way, by like standing on a rock and he's like, hey, everyone. And everyone is every all the other slaves look at him. And then he puts up the Diamond Dallas page, you know, the 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 sign before Diamond Dallas page is about to give you the um, the uh, the diamond cutter. Uh, Jay-Z, the 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 oh, oh, that, that sign with the diamond. He does. He just puts a diamond up in the air and everyone is like, oh, shit, that's code for revolt. Let's revolt. So then they all plan to revolt against the king. They take Harut because they're like, yo, shut your fucking mouth. So they take Harut. But before they can kill Harut, before they can kill this kid, he gets taken away by the Council of Wizards. 
and the councils the council of wizards are like yo you're kind of dope let's give you powers and they give him the powers of shazam so harut becomes uh the superhero of kandak he becomes uh shazam and he uh he kills um he kills the bad guy he kills the ruler the king before he can become um sabak now as his time uh as shazam this harut kid his mom and dad they get harassed by you know the the king's men you know what i mean um so b- bad guys essentially just bad guys uh, and harut's dad is the rock so uh the they basically almost try to kill the parents of harut like the rockets fucked up and it's like really weird looking it's cgi rock he's like skinny you know what i'm saying but the kid he saves um he comes and the rock is essentially gonna die he's dying so harut he transfers his shazam powers over to his dad and that's how the rock becomes black adam so when he gives his powers over to the rock the rock goes from skinny cgi rock to the actual rock you know what i'm saying but when he does that a bunch of arrows come flying in and kill harut so they just straight up kill the kid he gives his powers he's like okay dad you're alive now you're also shazam by the way i wanted to tell you about my room i really cleaned it this time boom and then fucking a bunch of arrows just he's fucking dead kid is dead so the rock gets pissed he's like ah and then he powers up and Black Adam essentially levels Kondok because he gets so mad he kills all these bad guys, but in the process levels Kondok. So the Council of Wizards are like, dude, you know, you're out of here. You can't you can't do that kind of shit. So then the wizards lock up, um, lock up the rock in the Rock of Eternity. So he's imprisoned. Are you bored yet? This is what the movie is. Yeah, I know. You guys are complaining about fucking Morbius. Morbius is better than this bullshit. Anyway. So they go years into the future to present day conduct, which, by the way, looks like it, it doesn't look too bad. It looks like fucking it almost looked like Tokyo for a second. It looks really nice, but they're taken by the intergang because conduct doesn't have a ruler, really. So they're taken over by this intergang. That's what they're called. The bad guys. OK, so as that's going on, there's this uh, ar- archaeologist named um, Adriana. And she wants to find the crown that makes Sabak. So her and her brother, her brother, I think, is Kareem. Kareem. Yeah, I think it's Kareem. They go with these two other dudes um, to go find the crown. One of the dudes is like super sketchy. So they get to the place where the crown is. And uh, one of the guys, his name was Ishmael, that accompanied Adriana and Kareem. His name is Ishmael. Turns out he's the bad guy. He's the bad guy of the film because as they reach where the crown is located, a bunch of the intergang bad guys they arrive and they also they look like they look like SWAT. These fucking guys like they're heavily armed. Um. Uh. So yeah. So they get overtaken. Ishmael is like low key. Like oh shit. I hope they don't know it's me. But it's like dude, that's you. Um. Uh, right before they're gonna, so right before they're gonna kill Adriana, because they're like, "Yo, give me the crown," because Adriana found the crown. And uh, right before they're gonna kill her, she summons Black Adam by saying like these letters on the ground. She's like, "Oh, this is where the Rock of Eternity is." So she says the letters, and Black Adam comes and straight up fucking levels everybody. Somehow Ishmael survives this, by the way. 
but Black Adam levels everybody, excluding Adriana and Kareem, of course, but kills all the bad guys. He goes outside of the um, outside and he fucking kills the rest of the bad guys in a scene that is very similar to Quicksilver scene in X-Men Days of Future Past. It is super similar to that. Stole it. Um, so, yeah, he kills it. He kills everybody. Adrian and Kareem are driving away with the with the crown. And as they're driving away, a soldier. He has a rocket launcher and he sees them driving away and he's like, nice, I'm going to blow those people up. I don't know how his attention got away from Black Adam, but he's like, oh, I'm going to blow these people up. These are easy. Um, so then he shoots the rocket over over at them. Black Adam catches the rocket. It explodes in Black Adam's hand. Black Adam kills that guy who shot the rocket. Black Adam looks down and he's he's injured by this uh, Eternium uh, rocket launcher. Do you need to know anything other than a Terranium rocket launcher that harmed Black Adam? No, you don't, because it it never returns. That the only thing that we see harms Black Adam never comes back. They don't reference it ever again. The movie continues because and for the rest of the fucking film, Black Adam is like invincible. Like there are zero stakes anyway. OK, so injures Black Adam. Black Adam passes out. He wakes up in the bed of Adriana's son um, named Amon or something. And he the son is basically like, you know, you're a superhero, blah, 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 blah. Like, amazing. What can you do? It's so corny. Um, Black Adam basically like walks through all of the walls of Adriana's apartment and she de- destroys her apartment. The whole fucking film. It's it's crazy. Like they try to make a joke like you don't know what doors are. And then he's like, we've had doors back then. And they continue to just destroy the apartment anyway. So as that's going on, Amanda Waller contacts Hawkman in a mansion that looks eerily similar to the X mansion. Contacts Hawkman is like, yo, you got to stop this guy, Black Adam. He's this like super powered guy that just killed a bunch of bad guys. So Hawkman is like, bet, we got to stop him before he levels Kondok. So Hawkman Hawkman assembles a team of the Justice League Society, and that is Dr. Fate, Cyclone, and Atom Smasher. So they're like, we got to get together. We got to stop Black Adam before he levels Kondok. So what do they do? They go over and they level Kondok. They fucking fight Black Adam and destroy. Yo, by the end of this film, Kondok, at at the beginning of the film, it took place in 2600 BC, Kondok, right? And then I told you, years later, present day, it looks like Tokyo. It doesn't look like Tokyo, but it's a really nice city. By the end of this film, it looks back to 2600 BC, Kondok. Like, they completely fucking destroyed this city. Um, so uh, they fight Black Adam, essentially level the city. Near the end of the fight, Black Adam's like, all right, I'm Gucci. I'm going to go brood now. And then he just flies to a top of a building that they always go back to for the rest of the film. He flies to the top of this building that has like a chair there that I assume the ruler of conduct sits in. I, I don't know what the fuck this is, but he always goes back to the top of this building, right? On the ground, Hawkman and the JSA, they they team up with Adriana and um, they're like, yo, Black Man, Black Adam's a bad guy. She's like, no, he's not. Let's go talk to him. As that's going down, Ishmael, one of the guys that accompanied Adriana to get the crown, 
he is now um he now kidnaps Amon. He kidnaps Adriana's son because he's looking for the crown and he knows Adriana has it. So he goes, uh, he calls um Black Adam. He calls, I'm sorry, Ishmael calls Adriana while she's with JSA and Black Adam, and he's like, Yo, I got your son, let's trade for the crown. They're like, bet they fly hours and they reach where Ishmael has the son. Uh, they hand the crown over. And Ishmael's like, you know what? I'm going to kill this kid anyway. And he shoots a, the bullet at the kid. And Black Adam's like, no. And it's super slow motion scene. And Black Adam basically kills everybody except for the JSA, the son, and um, Adriana because Cyclone blocks everybody. Or no, Dr. Fate like shields everybody. So kills Ishmael, saves the son. You think the movie's over. Turn and then um, Black Adam... After he kills everybody, he's like, all right, I'm going to dip and brood again. And he flies back to his chair at the top of the building and Hawkman chases after him. And then Black Adam is basically like, yo, lock me away. I'm a dickhead. And Hawkman's like huge asshole. So they bring him to Amanda Waller's um, uh, facility and they put chains over him. They put a chain over his mouth so we can't say Black Adam. Black Adam gets locked away. Okay, as that happened. Adriana realizes, oh shit, by Ishmael dying, I think he released Sabak. And then he, <laughs> Adrian becomes Sabak. And where does he, and then uh where does he go? He goes to the top of the building that Black Adam always flies to, the one with the, the throne. So Sabak is about to wreck hell on and rule Kondak. Meanwhile, Black Adam's locked away. So the JSA is like, okay, let's go get him. But just before they enter the building where Sabak is, Dr. Fate blocks his team. And he's like, no, I got to go alone because I saw in a vision, Hawkman, that you die. So I'm going to die in your place. And he's like, no. Hey, Mel, Hawkman dies, right? Does that have anything to do with Adam Smasher and Cyclone? Absolutely not. Why does he block Adam Smasher and Cyclone from helping him fight Sabak? I don't know. Don't know why he blocked them. That was fucking odd. Anyway, Dr. Fate fights Sabak in this fight that looks exactly like Dr. Strange versus Thanos. Exactly like it. And as he's like dying, as he's getting fucked up, he's also telepathically communicating to Black Adam. And he's basically like, yo, we need your help. Wake up. And Black Adam, he just bursts out of the out of the fucking out of the facility. Of course he does. Of course he does. He just breaks out and he heads over to Kondak, right? As Black Adam is in pursuit on his way to help the team, Dr. Fate is near death. So that force field that he was using to block his team from entering, it goes down. Oh, so you would think Hawkman and Cyclone fly up the building to go to Dr. Strange. A doctor. Yeah, doctor. He's basically Dr. Strange. You would think that Hawkman and Cyclone would fly up because they've been flying up the whole fucking film. They take the stairs. Let that sink in for a second. They take the stairs. They, they show them taking the stairs instead of flying up. What? What? Why? So they get up. Obviously, they're late because they took the stairs instead of flying. And Sabak kills Dr. Fate. He's done. Black Adam comes. 
They all fight Sabak. Black Adam literally rips Sabak in half. And that's basically the end of the fucking movie. Black Adam kills Sabak and he's like, I'm going to be the hero of Kondok. And then the post credit scene at the end of the movie, it's Superman. He comes and he's like, hey, man, we got to talk to Black Adam. And Black Adam just smiles. Okay. That's the movie, guys. Now, what did I like about this movie? Here's what I liked about the movie. I like the action. Action was fine. I mean, I got a headache like uh, I got a headache. Uh, maybe 60 percent of the way in just because Black Adam was never in trouble. He was never in trouble. And I was confused about that because they showed the weapon that could hurt him. And then it, they just never they never go back to that. They never go back to that metal being able to hurt Black Adam. He's never in danger. Sabak never puts him in danger. When Black Adam is fighting the Justice Society, he is never in fucking danger. The zero stakes thing, I think. It's like when you play a video game, uh, like a fighting game, or even maybe uh, some kind of RPG games when you can go on training mode and you can just beat the shit out of the computer and the computer can't do anything back to you because it's in training mode. That's what this movie was like. It was just, he was invincible. You can't stop The Rock. And I say The Rock because there's no Black Adam. There's just The Rock, okay? It's just the fucking Rock when you're watching the movie. It's like, man, you're not even going to give it a shot? Come on. Um, I'm sorry. I'm uh, talking about what I like. Talking about what I like. We'll keep it to what I like. Okay. We're keeping it to what I like. Okay. Action was fun. I thought... Um, just seeing other DCEU characters was fun, like Adam Smasher, um, Dr. Fate, and Hawkman. I really I really enjoyed seeing Dr. Fate and Hawkman. Adam Smasher and Cyclone. Okay, we're talking about what I like. We're talking about what I like. Okay, sorry. So I like seeing Dr. Fate and, uh, and, and, and Hawkman. I really enjoyed seeing Black Adam, quote-unquote Black, Black Adam, communicate with Superman because it gets me excited for the future of the DCEU. I, I I hope it's done well. James Gunn, he just got signed as one of like the co-chairmen uh, for the DC division in um, uh, whoever the fucking owns it. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I liked seeing Black Adam talk to Superman and seeing Henry Cavill back as Superman. Um, what else did I like about this film? Uh, that might be it. That might be it. This movie was not good, guys. This movie was not good. It's just slow in the beginning. And then it just nonstop action with zero stakes. The action was so heavy that you got exhausted. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was exhausted after a while. And I'm like, okay, so bullshit exposition you're almost like someone someone clocked you in the back of the head with like a fucking bat that's what after the fight scenes felt like because you're just like in a daze you're like okay okay what's going on right now and as you're trying to get your bearings there's talking happening like exposition and you're like oh, i i guess i should try to like listen to this shit that just it doesn't matter you think the movie's over at one point and then it's not and it's like whew. 
All right, you gotta do this again. Cool. Um, yeah, it's just it, it's not run well. There are so many things that just fall apart, like the the iterinium that could hurt the rock. Um, the lack of development from Adam Smasher and Cyclone. These characters seem kind of interesting. You know what? Even I wish we got more of Hawkman's backstory because Hawkman was basically Cyclops from the X Men. You know, he was just just the regular guy he didn't really he played his part well but he wasn't interesting it was cool seeing hawkman but he the guy playing him didn't really do much with that character maybe it's the script i don't i don't, I don't know what it is but he really didn't do much with that character at all um and i wish we got something more out of that um oh my god this movie was fucking cringy holy shit when the kid in the beginning, Harut, he starts the uprising, like he tries to, you know, attempt an uprising against the king. Near the end of the film, Adriana's son does the same fucking thing. And it's like, whew, dude, what is this? What's happening? Like he raises his hands and all of Kondok raises their hands. And like, it's 2022. Like, come on. Like, it didn't look that bad. Like, it was just so fucking cringy whenever they did that. All, that kid sucked. I'm sorry. Like not as not as a not as an actor. Like I don't know the fucking guy, but I mean, like he. I don't know why. Why is there a child in this film? Who gives a fuck? He did not fucking need to be there. Like it's not that kind of film. I mean, I guess it is, but shit. You know what I mean? Like, why is this kid here? Why is it? He's like the, he was like the Paul Heyman for black adam he was just the guy that spoke for him like it was just like why the fuck is this kid here he sucked man he just ruined it for me they leveled that chick's apartment they leveled her they completely destroyed her apartment by the end of the film like she doesn't have a wall like like she doesn't have a wall to the outside like blocking her from the outside like like now her apartment is just open with open windows I was like, why are they doing this to her? She just wanted to find a crown. So Bach was nonsense. Nonsense. Yeah, the movie was not good. You know, when Dr. Fate dies to defeat Sabak. To defeat Sabak, at one point, Hawkman uses Dr. Fate's helmet and multiplies himself. So one of Dr. Fate's um, moves that he does in the film is that he multiplies himself. So at the end of the film, when they're fighting Sabak, you think that Sabak's about to kill Hawkman, but it turns out to be a fake because it uh, it's revealed that Hawkman is using Dr. Fate's helmet. How can he use it? I don't know. I don't even know if that's a thing. Like in the comic books. Um, but then the the helmet just disappears at the end. It just it just disappears. Like it disintegrates. And I'm like, what what was that about? So Hawkman was able to use it for a, a certain period amount of time after Dr. Fate dies. And then after that time is up, it's like fucking Cinderella. What is this? It just disappears. It was so odd. Yo, they took the stairs. What? When they first introduced Hawkman about the fight, 
he gets out of the airplane and wings just, you know, pop out. Cyclone jumps out of the airplane and she can just fly. And then when they arrive at the biggest battle and Dr. Fate is up there dying, you take the stairs? What the fuck? Did they think of that on the whim? Like on the day of filming? What the fuck was that about? <sighs> the scene with the kid just... Oh, I'm sorry, I hate this kid. The scene with the kid, like he, he basically names Black Adam and he tries to give him... The humor in the film is just god-awful. The humor in the film is god-awful. So the kid does that typical shit where he's like, you got to have a superhero name. You... What kind of powers do you have? You got to have a, what's your name? Teth Adam? It needs to be different. You need to have an actual superhero name like Superman and Batman. And then Black Adam is like listening to him for some reason. You're Black Adam. Why do you give a fuck what this kid is saying? Kill him. All right. I mean, <laughs> Jesus, relax. The, the father-son dynamic that was going on wasn't about it. I don't know why Black Adam cared, you know? Whoever the writer was, 1,000% doesn't know who Black Adam is. I'm sorry, because that's, that's dumb. Black Adam would not stick around and listen to his bullshit. And he goes, you need to have a catchphrase. Let that sink in. The kid's like, you need to have a catchphrase as a superhero. And guess what? He does a he does a catchphrase and he tries it like numerous times. It's it's before you kill somebody, you say, uh, tell the person in head, tell the person in hell the 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 man in black sent you. Something really stupid like that. It was so dumb. Why Black Adam? <laughs> He just made the his suit, his black suit. When he first becomes Black Adam, he he's just in the same garments as he was as a regular human. Like, all right, here's what I mean. In Shazam, the kid is wearing uh, regular street clothes, but when he transforms into Shazam, he turns. He has that red suit with the lightning bolt in the middle. For Black Adam, when he first transforms in 2600 BC. He doesn't have the Black Adam uniform. He just gets Diesel. It's the Rock. It's CGI Skinny Rock. And when he turn and when he says Shazam, he just gets jacked. But he's wearing the same fucking thing. So then, at some point, um, when he gets super angry, oh, this is how we got the suit. When he got super angry after they killed his son, he powered up, and then the suit just was started appearing like how iron man suits up in avengers infinity war the nanotech uh. i think black adam uses nanotech i think that's what that is black adam uses nanotech that's now that makes sense and then because at the end of the film he's wearing this mostly black costume but for the final fight against sabak after he breaks out of that prison he gets a new suit like it's sparkling clean and it has like yellow cufflinks, yellow boots, uh, like almost like a yellow belt. He has a cape. I don't know if I like the cape. I don't like the cape on Black Adam, but he has a cape. 
So Black Adam can just create his own suits. I mean, that's what that is. What I wish it was, I just wish that they casted someone better because they seriously, guys, and I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for that. And I know everyone's like for The Rock. The Rock is great, like 100 percent. He's awesome. But my issue is when you see Tobey Maguire, you go, oh, that's Spider-Man. You don't go right away. Your brain goes, do you know what I mean? Like, of course, it says Tobey Maguire, but it's it's way too closely connected with Spider-Man in your brain. Like, let's be honest. Robert Downey Jr., for a lot of people, is the same way with Iron Man. You see Robert Downey Jr., you're like, oh, but that's Iron Man right there. Like, who can take that spot? Hugh Jackman, that's Wolverine. You see him. Are you are you getting what I'm saying right now? It, because when you see The Rock, you don't think Black Adam. Come on. You think, oh, it's just The Rock. Let's be real. You don't think, oh, that's Black Adam. It's just the fucking Rock. And that's the problem. That's a big problem. Because he's such a cool character. And I don't know if this... I mean, The Rock is doing a lot of things. He's doing a lot to get the DCEU like back on track. I mean, he was part of getting Henry Cavill. He was part of getting Henry Cavill back on Superman. It was The Rock kind of leading that, him and his team. They really wanted to build the DCEU with uh, with Henry Cavill back. But the problem was um, with the previous ownership, they wouldn't give Henry Cavill his um, deserved compensation. What he what what he needed to make. They were trying to like lowball him. So the so after uh, ownership changed hands for the property, uh, the they they agreed on getting uh, Henry Cavill back as Superman. That's why he's back. Um, but yeah, that's uh, I wish that they casted someone better for Black Adam, and I wish that they had a better story. Because now it's starting to look way too like the sim the simplistic Aquaman film with Jason Momoa. You know, it's just way too like tongue in cheek. It's way too just bland Nickelodeon, bland Nickelodeon like superhero film. Do you know what I mean? Good guy, bad guy fight over like there's no there's no other like substance to it no no if there's no character depth to it and you can't say oh but there's no character depth in like any of the other films nah man watch fucking logan watch the nolan batman films that's like super character driven the batman Non-character driven superhero films, that would be something like something like Black Adam. What do we know about him aside from all oh, my son died? Bland like superhero films like the Fantastic Four movies, you know, with the, the, the original Fantastic Four movies when um, Johnny Storm was being played by Chris Evans. Just nothing really there. Like there was no you know that it was plot-driven more than it was character-driven. That's my point. So I wish that we had something like that with Black Adam instead of this early 2000s type of superhero film that was just so dumb. 
Morbius was better than that shit. Venom was better than that shit. I enjoyed Venom more. Venom. And that movie's fucking indie. <laughs> that movie's garbage. That that movie, it it looks like it looks like this, it looks like shit piled up by a bunch of Filipinos in, in a dirty island in the Philippines, in a dirty town island in the Philippines. That's what it looks like. It's fucking gross. I just attacked the Philippines for no reason. I'm Filipino. That was a fucking dick move, Mel. Dick move. All right. Werewolf by Night. I want to talk about this a little bit. And uh, I'm going to start by saying this by were- about Werewolf by Night. Watch it. It is great stuff. It, I'm, I'm, it is great stuff. That might be the best thing that Marvel has put out this year. I'm, 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 I'm going to say it. Because Spider-Man No Way Home came out last year, December. I think this is the greatest thing that Marvel has put out. Um. It's almost like a old school thriller. So it's in black and white and it, it plays like an almost old school mystery story. Um, and the movie plays like it was made in the 1930s, like the 1920s, the old black and white films like. Um, I might be getting the decades wrong, but just think of a, a super old film. And I won't spoil the entire thing, but. You know, there might be mild spoilers here. I'm just going to say why I think you guys should watch it. Um, They get right into the story. Uh, You don't know what's happening, but they keep you interested with the uh, cinematography, cinematography of it, like um, the scenes that they're showing, uh, the kind uh, just how the mood, the feel of the film, Um, the introduction of characters and weird things that they show you. You're in like this random house in the woods, the noise Everything that they do, the music, it just creates this environment of intensity. And you're like, I want to know what's I, I want to know what's happening. I want to know who these people are. Why are they in this like huge room with a uh, with a bunch of like what looks like assassins like these it, and the things on the wall? They look like trophies of dead of dead demons and animals that they've collected. Just the heads of these demons all over the walls. And everyone is sitting like quietly, like waiting for something to happen. It's it's all the way they build it initially just gets you in. And then once they get you in, boom, the story starts and then it doesn't stop. It just continues. And they introduce um, uh, what is it? Man thing. Man thing is introduced in um, in uh, in this show. Who's man thing? Fuck if I know. I think it's Marvel. He looks like they, he looks like Marvel's version of Swamp Thing. That's what Man Thing looks like. So he's introduced in this show. Um, and then that being said, okay, I, I, like I said, mild spoilers, I guess. But when the werewolf is when the werewolf is revealed, the guy who's the werewolf. By the way, it's also a short. It's a short thing. It's like 40, 50 minutes. When the werewolf is revealed, the way it's revealed. When you first see him, it's like a, a out at a glance, but you catch it and you're like, wow, the lack of CGI makes this everything. The lack of CGI makes this show everything. 
Um, but when they reveal, reveal the werewolf, the music that they play, and then how the camera zooms in onto the werewolf, the uh, the facial expression of the werewolf because he's about to throw down, and then the fight scene that occurs afterwards is fantastic. A lot of use of uh, wire work where the guy's hopping around and it's not a CGI fucking werewolf killing people. There's a lot of wire work being involved. It looks very minimalistic in terms of like, what was being used on like uh it, i'm minimalistic in like today's standards of uh, of uh of cinema of um cinema making you know what i mean like no cgi bullshit at all no huge explosions just cool like gory deaths happening with like old school um old school kind of way of of doing things so instead of like showing like cgi blood being splattered everywhere it's like you know, fake blood popping out of this puppet guy's chest. It just looks so great how, how it's filmed. Um, so the fight scene is fantastic. And then it just all wraps up very, very well. It It's obviously it's not scary at all. Uh, the acting is, is, is I thought the acting was very well done. Uh, they do uh, bring it up a notch to the actors in this show because it's that kind of show where, you know, it's a little bit silly because they, they already painted the picture that's like, it, like it's kind of an old school movie. So the actors aren't as aren't as real. Not all of them, at least. They aren't as real as they are today. And by that, I mean, you know how back then everything was like dramatized? Like, I love you. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, they just dramatize everything. But now in, in today's like line of cinema, it's it's more it's more realistic in, in, in how we talk in everyday life. But yeah, everything about this show I thought was I thought was really, really good. Um and I like I said, I think it's what I think it's the best thing that Marvel has done all year. So I uh I highly recommend Werewolf by Night. She Hulk, on the other hand, wow. Um, give me a second. Wow. So take a sip. All right. Um yeah, that show sucks. That show, uh, that show blows. What She-Hulk did essentially is they basically said throughout the series, by the way, throughout this parody series, they basically gave you a bunch of fun things to think about for the show in terms of the direction. And by that, I mean, when you go into a television show, why you're hooked is because of all of the setups they give you, whether that be another character's motivation or if it's a mystery you're wondering what happened and who the suspects are or in a romance you're wondering how this character gets the other character to fall in love with the other character do, do you understand like where i'm going with this like they set you up with a bunch of a, pl a bunch of plot points so you're in the show so when She-Hulk, they set up a lot. They set up Daredevil. They set up the Wrecking Crew. They set up the Hulk going to Sakaar. They set up um, um, uh, that that organization that MODOK is part of. Intelligentsia. They set up Intelligentsia. They set up bringing back the Abomination. Um, all of these things that are really interesting and part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe part of marvel comics uh, as these stuff are being introduced you're like oh shit is the hulk gonna bring his son 
does the Hulk are we gonna see the Hulk in Sakar? Is he going through something? Well, intelligentsia, you're like, holy shit. Does this mean it's Modoc who's running the whole thing? Are we gonna see Modoc? Is this how we get introduced to Dr. Uh, Dr. Doom? Because Dr. Doom is part of it. Um, with Daredevil, you're like, oh man, like, okay, so Daredevil, he knows, he knows She-Hulk. So is he going to go back and forth from San Francisco to Hell's Kitchen? Um, you know, is this something that we're going to see in the future? Um, is She-Hulk going to appear on the Daredevil show? Like, like Daredevil's, Daredevil's back. All of those things in the last episode are thrown to the floor and stepped on and, a bulldozer runs through it, and then um, six Japanese men with AIDS, they all take a dump on it right after eating, like, uh, right after eating raw, eating raw fish, like a raw starfish. They ate a raw starfish, and everyone knows that starfishes are racist, so, th so their shit was also racist. It was a race. They took a racist pile of shit on the fucking last episode and everything you guys thought She-Hulk was going. They took a huge dump on it. The show ends with She-Hulk breaking the fourth wall, literally. And then she's like, I don't want to get a final fight scene with, uh, with the leader of Intelligentsia. I don't care about the Hulk's son or whatever. I don't want to have a final fight scene with a bad guy. This all ends. And then it just ends the show just ends with them at a barbecue for some reason matt murdoch is there at this barbecue hulk arrives and he's like oh by the way here's my son his name is scar and then the show ends the the guy who runs uh intelligentsia he gets arrested that's all you need to know on that and then it just fucking ends what a slap in the fucking face. And I was defending this show from like day one. I was defending the fuck out of it because I'm like, it's a fun show. But to do that, like to really not deliver on any promises or on any plot points and just say, oh, but this is this is what this character would do. That's horse shit. That's a slap in the face of your viewers and your audience and to like your own fucking work to the MCU. To be like, yeah, fuck all you guys. We're just going to end it. Why was that a good idea? That's where my character would take it. That No, that's just you're lazy and you didn't finish the last episode. Don't talk about like how it's like, oh, there was multiple drafts for the last episode. We, we chose this one. No, there was not. That's no. Y'all were just fucking lazy. You didn't know how to end it and you just ended it because that was horse shit. This is why people are tuning out of the MCU because now, okay, first of all, the, one of the actresses, she says that, oh, it's a parody show. So are we supposed to take this seriously? Like, wh why don't you tell us in advance when a show is just like, you can market it that way, like how they market what if. It's a completely different thing. Say this is just a joke show. Don't, don't front like we have to watch it. God damn it. Mel, of course, you, uh, that's how it's Disney. That's how they were. I, I know. I know. I'm just saying I don't like that I got got. Okay? I got got. You know? We all got got. Whoever watched that fucking show. They got us. And I just don't like being... I just don't like being got. I think that's what it is. They got me. I was made a fool. 
I'm like, ha ha, we got your time. Fuck. Waste of fucking time. That it just ends. It just fucking ends. <sighs> Pieces of shit. Anyway, the ending of She-Hulk was awful. Werewolf by Night was great. Black Adam was not good. But it wasn't it wasn't bad. I just wish it was something else. It was fine, you know. If you have popcorn and some pot and and some alcohol, I think you'll fucking love it. That's how I should have done Black Adam. I should have I should have had pot, had some alcohol and just like had mad food cuz it's a stupid fucking movie, but it you know, it's it's entertaining. It's entertaining. If you like Michael Bay films, I think you'll like this film. Anyway, that's enough out of me. Hope you guys enjoyed your time. I'm glad that I got to get back on the pod. I'm getting a little tired over here, but uh, I will return. I shall return. Trying to get next week's episode. I'm trying to get some people on the pod. I'm trying to get my buddy Alejandro. My buddy Alejandro, he's a uh, another uh, big comic dork, um, big superhero fa- fanatic. I'm trying to get him on the podcast. So expect him soon. We definitely want to get... Uh, um, uh, cosplay Chris, we want to get her back on. She was a lot of fun, and uh, that episode got a lot of hits. So, definitely want to get want to hear her thoughts on the new Daredevil. Um, and um, my buddy Brian Harrington and uh, my uh, my brother Lyle, uh, we're thinking of doing like this video game uh podcast. So, we're thinking of getting um, we're thinking of getting those guys on and just talking about video games and. So for all you gamers, we want to get a pod going for you guys. And I was also thinking of getting someone to talk to about uh, anime. So for all you anime people, I don't know much about anime. All I know about from the anime side, I just know Dragon Ball Z. Uh, I love uh, One Punch Man. I love that show. I know Cowboy Bebop. I know I know I got to I know I got to finish Cowboy Bebop. I don't remember it, but I love the Kira um, and My Hero Academia. I didn't, I'm not. I'm not done with My Hero Academia, but um, I, I really enjoy the show. I just I think I hit that those like episodes where it's all like filler. I love Naruto, but I hit the episodes where it's all filler, so I stopped Naruto. But I, I know a thing or two about anime. I just know that there's so much, and there's like other. I know like there are real anime motherfuckers out there, like like people that are like. I need a new anime because I watched all of this shit. I saw Death Note, Hunter x Hunter. I know p- real anime listeners are like, dude, that's it. And I, I don't know much. I don't know much. I didn't even watch Trigun. And I kind of wanted to watch that show. But anyway, I'm going to get some anime heads. Um, and yeah, we're going to continue to uh, do our best. Hopefully, I, I get Vic and T. Roke and Greg back. Um, and we'll get Matt back. Uh, talk about more horror. So uh, stay tuned. Um, thanks for listening. I uh, hope I, uh, hope I'm shedding information and, uh, and being entertaining while I'm doing it. So, all right, guys, have a good, have a good one. Uh, morning, day, afternoon, fuck off. All right.